As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm here again with Denise. It's just the two of us. <laughs> and honey, we're going to have a good time. We are, Rick. I'm excited about talking about Unstoppable. She's talking about her brand new book, which is called Unstoppable, Pressing Through Fear, Offense, and Negative Opinions to Fulfill God's Purpose. And when Denise was writing it, I would say, Denise, you need to be unstoppable. You need to keep writing and writing and writing. <laughs> and she was. And this book is really amazing. It's going to encourage so many people. In fact, our publisher read it. And our publisher wrote to me and said, wow, that book really encouraged me. And I know that it's going to encourage you. But I want to say thank you for being a partner with our ministry and being a part of our home group. And you know that right now we are distributing humanitarian aid to people that have been displaced. That's why we have all these things here on the set because we're giving you just a snapshot of what we're giving to people. In some places, we're giving boxes of food, $60 a box, or it is $3 a meal. There's 20 meals per box. In some places, we're giving hot meals. In fact, I just got off the phone with a pastor that we're sending money to, and he's providing meal after meal after meal to hundreds and hundreds of people. Just spoke to another pastor who's in the car, taking people to another country where they can find a place to live, we're really doing everything we can to help people that are displaced. And Denise, there are many, many hands helping. And I'm so thankful to other ministries that are also raising money to help meet the needs of these precious people. We're just one of many, but we're doing our part. And we're kind of uniquely positioned to do it because we're here. This is where we live. And this is our ministry to these precious people. So if you want to help us, we want to say thank you to you for helping us. And if it's on your heart to help us finish our TV studio, just go online. You can give a gift either for relief or for the studio and help us wrap it up. But please let us know how to pray for you. We're a praying ministry. When you reach out to us, you will not get away from us without really being prayed for. Oh, so many testimonies of people that have called. They've been prayed for. And God did the most miraculous, wonderful things in their lives. So let us know how to pray for you. But Denise, today I want you to lead us further into your topic, Unstoppable. Well, thank you, Rick and Home Group. I hope you've been enjoying these lessons on being unstoppable. And I believe that this is a very timely topic because there are many things trying to press on us to to cause us to be stoppable. Well, you've been talking all week about things that try to stop you. Yes. Denise, this, these home groups have been so good this week. Thank you. You're welcome, Rick. Um, because all of us are uh, tempted to be offended at some, somebody's going to try to offend you or offend you, and you're going to have to turn. You're going to have to turn from somebody's negative opinion about you. You may have to turn from your own negative opinion about yourself or the fear of man. It's all so real. But God is gathering an army together to be unstoppable. And Rick, he's going to use us as an unstoppable people. Amen. Well, lead us. Okay. Well, I want to talk to you today about the Shunammite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4. I love this woman because she is quite an example of being unstoppable and being very determined. 
So it starts in 2 Kings chapter 4. So reach for your Bibles. I've got my Bible open. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4. And it starts in verse 8. Okay. But I'm just going to tell the story. Okay. So there was this woman uh, and her husband, and he was older, and they didn't have a child. And uh, Elijah would come through her town. And in those days, because the Holy Spirit wasn't there, the only way you could get close to God. What do you mean the Holy Spirit wasn't there? Well, the only way you could get close to God was to get close to a man or a woman of God who had the power of God on them. Well, let's be clear. The Holy Spirit has always been here. Okay. But the Holy Spirit didn't live inside people like he does now. Right. Okay. Thank, thank you for that, Rick. You're very welcome. <laughs> so, see how much I need him and what a blessing he is. So, the only way to get close to God was to get close to a man of God, a woman of God, somebody that the power of God was manifested on their life. Like Elijah. Like Elijah. And so this woman, she was so hungry for God. If Elijah came through her town, she would say, please come to my house and I'll feed you. Well, so then she was feeding him and then she got this idea and she told her husband, let's build a room for him. So they built a room for him. And now Elijah, he's staying there and he's thinking, well, what can I do for this very gracious woman? And he says to her, what can I do for you? Is there somebody special that you want me to talk to and bring some kind of favor to it's you? Can I say something? I mean, this is so good already. She accommodated the anointing mm -hmm. and it's making me think about me. And about all of us, we need to do whatever we can to make space for the anointing mm, of God. I love that. She wanted to make a place for Elisha because the anointing was there. Mm. And whether it's in our personal lives or in our church services or in our home group, we need to make a space for the anointing. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so she built this room and then Elijah would stay there and then uh, she... Elijah said to her, what can I do for you? She said, do you don't need to do anything for me? I'm just a simple woman. I live among simple people. And then Gehazi said to Elijah, said, she doesn't have her son, a son, and her husband is older. So then Elijah just speaks to her and says, next year at this time, you're going to be holding a child in your arms. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so next year, the next year, she was holding a little boy in her arms. Well, this is a miracle pregnancy, a miracle birth, and this little boy's growing up. And the Bible says that he grew and he was out in the field with the reapers with his father one day. Bible doesn't say how old he was. That's in uh, verse 19 and doesn't say how old he was. And the little boy said, my head, my head. And the father didn't know what to do. So he just took the little boy and he brought the little boy to his mother, laid the little boy in the lap of his mother. And the Bible says at noon, the little boy, this miracle child, died. Well, this woman, 
She's so amazing. She takes the little boy and she puts and lays him on the prophet's bed and shuts the door. She's not planning a funeral. She's planning a resurrection. I think it's so amazing that when, you know, as a mother, can you even imagine, I wouldn't want that to happen to any of us, but somebody hands you your child and and they die in your arms. And instead of planning a funeral, you're planning a resurrection. Well, that's what this woman was doing. And when she shut the door, Rick, to to her little dead son laying on that prophet's bed. She was shutting the door to her own emotions. She was saying, I don't have time for that. I got to go do what I need to do. And she told her husband, she said, get the donkey and the carriage ready for me. And I am going to the man of God. She did not tell her husband that his little boy died. That's amazing to me. So she gets to Elijah and it's verse 26. And it says, uh, let's start in verse 25. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her far, afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, look, the Shunammite woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. She said it is well to all four things. Well, if your son just died, you probably wouldn't be saying, if somebody said, how are you doing? You probably wouldn't say it is well. If your your marriage it seems like it just died. And somebody said, how are you doing? You probably wouldn't say it is well. If your dream just died right in front of you or what you were expecting and it didn't, it just fell through. You might not say it is well, but she is so unstoppable. She is so determined to get from God this resurrection that in her attitude, Rick, she says it as well. Mm. I think that it's just amazing to have that kind of attitude. Now, verse 27. Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is in a deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So this woman that's traveled all this way, her son is dead. She's believing God's going to raise her son from the dead. She gets to the man of God, but then the servant tries to push her away. And Denise, it says that she took him by the feet. That means she was on her knees. Yes. I mean, she was truly imploring him for help. She was. And and the servant wanted to push her away. And I love what Elisha said. Let her alone. And I believe that when we are in hot pursuit 
of receiving what God wants to give us from his resurrection power. And people don't understand. And they might have a negative opinion. And they might have an opinion of you. And they might say this about you. And they might say you tried that last time. And you failed then. And you're going to fail again. They might say all those things. We don't have to defend ourselves. Do you see that she did not defend herself? The man of God defended her. And we don't have to defend ourselves, friend. God, in his ways, he will make sure somebody comes up and he'll, he'll bring his spirit and say, you let her alone. You yeah. let him alone. You know, Denise, I'm just thinking that in the ministry of Jesus, Jesus said that several times. He did. He said it to two women. He said it to two women. He also said it to people that were crying out for miracles. He said, leave them alone. Jesus, Jesus himself said, leave them alone. That's great. Oh, he, God will defend us. We don't have to defend ourselves. The spirit of God in you, the resurrection power of God in you will stand up. You hear from God and the spirit of God will, will confirm and affirm what's inside of you. And you can have the confidence and the boldness to say, I'm moving forward. I'm going to be unstoppable in, in this. I'm going to receive from my God in this impossible situation. And that was her heart, Rick. That's amazing. So look at verse 28. So she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Verse 29. Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him, but lay my staff on the face of the child. Verse 30. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Now, this woman, she was not going to take a staff as an answer. She was going to have what exactly she wanted from God. And when she took a hold of, uh, when she said to Elisha, she said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. She was saying, I am not leaving here without you. She was so determined. She knew that God was going to raise her child from the dead. And, and she's pressing through all these obstacles. She's, she's pressing through Gehazi wanting to just push her away. Now she's pressing through the prophet who she believes is supposed to come. And instead of saying, I'm coming, he said, I'm going to send my staff. You can't settle for a staff. If a staff is a lower answer than what you believe God is, what you believe God has for you, don't settle for the staff. If you're believing for a full miracle, if you're believing for God to do something amazing, don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to those who say it can't happen. Don't listen to those who discourage you and want to push you away or the fear of man or being tempted to be offended. 
You keep pressing through and not receive the staff, but press through to what you believe God wants you to do and to have. So verse 31 Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore, he went back to meet him and told him, saying, the child was not awakened. Verse 32, when Elijah came into the house, there was the child lying dead on the bed. Dead. Dead. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. That takes so much faith because this child was cold by now. You'll see that in the next verse, 34. And he went up and lay on the child and he put his mouth on the, on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child and the flesh of the child became warm. Verse 35, he returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up, stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. It's such a miracle. And he called Gehazi and he said, call the Shunammite woman. So he called her. And when she came into him, he said, pick up your son. Verse 37. So she went in, she fell at his feet, bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. There's nothing sweeter or better than pushing through the difficulties, pushing through the roadblocks, pushing through the obstacles. And you push through and then the moment comes where you have your miracle. And that's what the Shunammite woman did. The last time she held her little son in her arms, he was dead. The last time she saw him, she placed him on the prophet's bed. He was dead. Now she receives him alive into her arms once again. She was unstoppable. Hey, that is so powerful. And that's just a little bit of what's in this amazing book. And we want you to get this book, but even more, we want you to receive from the Lord right now. And Denise, I want you to pray for our home group. Would you do that? I sure will. Father, I just thank you for those that are with us right now that are facing obstacles, roadblocks, difficulties that they can't even understand and don't know how to figure out. But God, your presence is there. Your resurrection power is inside of them right now. And Lord, I just pray, God, that they would be encouraged to not stop, to not give up, to not receive the staff as a lower answer, but to receive exactly what you promised to them. And I pray this in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sweetheart. Well, we're going to come back tomorrow. You're going to share more with us. Yes. From your book, Unstoppable. And please reach out to us and let us know how to pray for you. We want to pray with you. But have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. 
If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.